Welcome to the Christ Life Ministries podcast. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Olubi Johnson. For more information about this podcast and our other resources, please visit spcconline.org. God bless you. Nobody knows. You can't know. Because it all depends on what the church is doing at that time. That is why the concept of prophetic shadows are unique to the New Testament. Because the New Testament, the Old Testament was the shadow. The New Testament is a substance. And he used Paul. Let's give Paul another clap offering. Who told us this concept in Colossians chapter 2. He said all these things, the feasts, the Sabbath day. He said, don't let anybody put you in He said, they are a shadow of things to come. Again, in the book of Hebrews, he said, you know, the law is a shadow. That is the Old Testament of good things to come. So, sh- prophetic shadows show you what is coming. And because it's a shadow, just like a natural shadow. See, this light now is showing my shadow. The shadow is about my height, but it's not my height. Sometimes it's a little bit taller than me. Sometimes a little bit shorter. Isn't that correct? So it is in the spirit. Like they say, sell out. Now, what is the jubilee of this season? The jubilee of this season of ingathering is the release of the church to heaven. This is when we're going to have the rapture. We're getting out of here. Turn to them and say, we're getting out of here. I said, we're getting out of here. And turn to them and say, and I'm going first flight. I hope I see you on that flight. Everybody's going to buy their own ticket. You can't buy anybody's ticket for them. I remember want to go first flight. Turn to your neighbor and say, make more room for Jesus. That's the price. So if you don't make room for Jesus, you can't go first flight. So if you put Jesus inside the stable and in the garage, you're not going first flight. I'm not saying you're not going to heaven, but you're not going first flight. Go and read my book. Revelation in a nutshell. I'm not, there are a lot of details in there. <laughs> May God help the church. You know, people are just living in a, they're living in a, in a daydream. They're awake. And Christ will give you light. For our salvation is nearer than when we first believed. People are sleeping. They don't know what's going on. You have to say, stay rapturable. Hey, you know, Jesus can come tomorrow. When you hear that, you just say, this guy doesn't have understanding. The Bible says, well, you know perfectly the times and the seasons, so that that day will not overtake you as a thief. If you don't have understanding times and seasons, you will not know when he's coming. You will not know the time and the, the years and the seasons. That's what I'm giving you here. I'm still on my side. So, now let's, let's look at them. It's divided into two sections. The first section is from the year 2225. We're in 224 now. We're at the tail end of the first section. And the purpose of the first section is the ingathering of the fruit of the Spirit which is also called the perfecting of the love of God, which is what, have you noticed that in the last five, ten years, the emphasis of our teaching has been perfection of the love of God. 
Remember? From 2003. Remember that little book? Keeping yourself in the love of God. God told me, he said, put love in the front burner. Because that's the season. God gave us revelation. What is the love of God? To discern by wisdom that comes from the word of God. To feel by compassion that comes from the fruit of the spirit. And to do by power that comes from the life of God. What God would do in every situation. Because God is love. It is God that defines love. It is not love that defines God. All that is fresh revelation. He came with this season. Because the ingathering of the fruit of the Spirit, and, and that's why this feast is also called the Feast of Ingathering. You see this in Leviticus chapter 23, verse 39. We won't go there, but you can check it out. I'm going to send this to everybody after the service so you'll be able to open your Bible yourself and check it yourself. Because, you know, when in the, in the, in the last, in the, 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 at the end of the year, this is what Leviticus says, it says the Feast of Ingathering. And you, when you have gathered in, it actually used the word fruit. Israel had three harvests. The barley harvest, which corresponds to Passover. The wheat harvest, which corresponds to Pentecost. And the fruit harvest, which corresponds to tabernacles. So the fruit of the Spirit is the harvest of the Feast of Tabernacles. Now, if you don't harvest the fruit and have the fruit of the Spirit and love God, you know, perfected in your life to a reasonable degree. You don't have to be perfect, perfect, but to a certain degree, you cannot experience the second part, which is the spirit without measure. That is now going to be used for the ingathering of the nations, of disciples from every nation. So 2025 to 2050 is the second part of this uh, season, which will be, the end of it will be the in gathering of disciples, not believers, not just believers, from every tribe, tongue, and kindred, disciples like the 12 and the 70, that level that we heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, and cast out devils. Not just people who just get born again and speak in tongues. You have to go beyond that. They have to be disciples, but you can't give what you don't have. So it is the people who have inherited the spirit that measure or have been particular that will go to these nations, disciple these people, and then lay hands on them like Jesus did and impart that same spirit to them. And then they will now go and take the harvest of their own people. That's going to happen in every tribe, tongue, and kindred. To the Kanuri, to the Hausa, to the Fulani, to the Ibibio, to the Efik, to the Yoruba, to the Igbo, you know, to the Shakiri. Every tribe, tongue, once the tongue changes, it's a different nation. The Greek word is the word ethnos. We've got a big job ahead of us. But the good news is that we've got a big spirit to help us. The spirit without measure. But it cannot be done without the spirit without measure. That's why it's not been done still today. Now, listen. This 2025... Is, you know, also has some things inside which I did not mention, and I'm going to mention them now. I'm talking about the restoration of the gifts of the Holy Spirit, and I have to explain the context of these times and seasons, and then we'll begin to close. Once the flood of glory, this spirit out measure, the glory of God, we hit the church, that we're going to start seeing individuals 
and groups of Christians who will start manifesting the spirit without measure like Jesus did. Healing the sick, raising the dead, cleansing the lepers, you know, casting out devils. We're going to start seeing that. We haven't seen it yet, but it's going to come. By 2025 and onward. It may not be exactly 25. It may be 2026, 2027, 2028. I don't know. You know, that is all going to be dependent on what we're doing. But I, let me say the way Paul said it. Paul said, I have no commandment from the Lord. But I speak as one who has received the mercy of the Lord to be faithful. I believe it's going to be 2025. Because 2025 is 30 years from 1995, which represents the third year from the maturity of Christ. See, 1995 is the third day from the birth of Christ. But 2025 is the third day from the maturity of Christ when he got the spirit without measure. So I believe we're going to get it at the same time. But again, you know, we could mess it up, but we will not mess it up in Jesus' name. We'll get it, we'll get it right. Amen. Hence this teaching. Hence these things I'm teaching you. So when that flood of glory hits the church, we're going to see men, women, boys and girls with these, you know, healing. the It won't be gifts of the Spirit. We're, we're, that's why it ties in with this message. We're going to first of all get restoration of gifts of the Spirit 2024 into 2025 then from the resurrection of gifts of the spirit i'm getting ahead of myself we're going to see we're going to start seeing all this thing we hear about in 1920s under wigglesworth and under papa hagen and we're going to start seeing them restored oh give the lord a clap offering somebody but we won't stop there for the glory of the latter house will be greater than that of the former we will move on to the same level of gifts of manifesting that we see in the acts of the apostles we're going to see Paul and John, all of that come back. But we're not going to stop there. Now we're going to go beyond that. For the glory of the latter house will be greater than that of the former. Oh, give the Lord a clap offering somebody. This was ahead of you. So you don't want to mess this year up. This year is a year of the prosperity of your soul. For so that you can, you can prepare yourself to be a part of what is coming. Like I said at the beginning, or during this message, I said it earlier on. The difference between tabernacles and Pentecost and Passover is Pentecost were gifts, but tabernacles reward of using those gifts. Firstly, the gift of eternal life, which you got when you got born again. And secondly, the gift of the Holy Spirit to speak it in tongues. If you use it properly, then you will qualify for tabernacles. If you don't, you don't. You go to heaven, but lose a reward. And you don't want to do that. Somebody said, someone was talking to me, he said, ah, I said, Pastor, I'm not so interested. I, I, I don't want to go to heaven. I'm, I'm not interested as prophetic. I, you know, he said, so long as I go to heaven. And I shook my head and I smiled. I said, you don't understand. If you don't get these rewards in these end times, the perils of the end times, we squeeze you so that you might not make it. So it's not it's optional, but it's not optional. It's like I said before you, life and death, therefore choose life. Well, it's a choice, but it's not a choice. Who wants to choose death? 
But he's a choice. It's just that the only sensible choice is life. The only sensible choice here is to grow, develop your soul, and, and inherit the spirit that way. Because if you don't, the pressures are going to be so much, it can squeeze you out of here to heaven. That means you go to heaven, but prematurely, you'll die. It's not the will of God. I know it's tight. I know it's tough. But these are the days of strong meats. This stuff is not milk. It's not baby stuff. Because God is going to have a mature church. That we henceforth be no more children. We, he has given us milk for 2,000 years. It's time now to eat meat. Are you listening to me? That we burn more children tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine, by slight of men in cunning craftiness, whereby they lie with deceive. But speaking the truth in love may grow up into him in all things, which is the head, even Christ. The measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ is not an option, though it is an option. But not to take that option is to expose yourself to these perils of these end times and the vagaries that are going to come. I said this in the, when I taught on the book of Revelation. I will repeat it now for two reasons. Number one, to put the fear of God in you. Someone said, Pastor, you're trying to frighten me. I just did my job. I want to scare the hell out of you. Make you sit up. For as many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. You know what Jesus said to the church? One of those funny churches. He said, that woman who calls herself a prophetess, that teaches my servants, like many of them today, to commit fornication and eat things that are sacrificed to us. He said, behold, I will cast her into a bed and I will kill her. And them that commit adultery with her. And I will kill her children with death. New Testament Jesus. So I'll kill them with death. The, the churches will know that I am he that tries the reins and the hearts. Then he, in his characteristic fashion, God is love. Except they repent. He gives them another door. I, yet not I, but the grace of God, I'm speaking in the same spirit. God doesn't want you to die. He doesn't want the things to overtake you. But wake up, folks. Start working on that prosperity of the soul. Will more humble, mind more enlightened, emotions more controlled by the fruit of the spirit. And they're not difficult things. His commandments are not grievous. His yoke is easy, his burdens like can be done. The question is, are you willing? Will you make room for Jesus? Will you make more room for Jesus? So you can give him the time he needs to get that work done inside you. It's, it's a very simple choice. It's not a difficult choice. We're going to close soon. So when this flood of glory hits, it will form the foundation of the New Testament temple. The present New Testament church, you find this on the side here, is a tabernacle. It's not a temple. Just like the tabernacle of Moses and the tent of David 
were tents. They were not temples. The characteristic of the tent of the tabernacle is this. No foundation. You can set it up anywhere. Number two, the materials are cloth and animal skins. You know, over time they will wear out. But the temple had two characteristics. One, the foundation. Two, stones. Reminds me of the story. How many people remember in primary school? The three little pigs. You don't remember the story of three little pigs? Eh? One built a house with, with hay. One built with straw. And the other one built with uh, bricks. It's a story, but it's a prophetic story. And then I remember, who's afraid of the big bad wolf? The big bad wolf? The big bad wolf? You know, we sing in primary school. And the wolf came. And he blew. <laughs> and the house, the, other house, the house with the straw. That one fell. Then he blew again. The other house too fell. Then he blew. He huffed. And he puffed. And he huffed. And he puffed. But he could not. Because it was built with stone. So it is. If you remain a tabernacle, you're in trouble. You need to upgrade to temple. But to get to temple, you need foundation. Ephesians chapter 6, 5, sorry, chapter 2 tells us, he said, built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets. Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. There is, can I take him prophesied it? I mentioned it earlier on. There is going to be, because of this glory that's going to hit the spirit that measures, a restoration of the apostolic and prophetic ministry in their full measure. When we see it in manifestation with the Lord Jesus Christ, who is in heaven, you know, with us, the apostles and the prophets, we lay the foundation of the new temple. And then God, the Holy Spirit, starts, he says, built a habitation of God by the Spirit. He's going to start building the temple. It will take us seven years to build it, just like Solomon's temple, seven years. And it will be in troublous times. Daniel chapter 9. Troublous because the devil will try, there's going to be a universal persecution of the church. So you'll be hated of all, people are going to hate the church. For some, who will overcome it? You know? Hates the church. And they were just like in the time of Shidrach, no, rather in the time of, um, uh, what's his name? <clears throat> Zerubbabel and, 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 uh, and Ezra, exactly. The we'll build the temple, but it will be in troublous times. People will be fighting and they'll come, but we'll finish it. And at the end of that, what you read in First Chronicles chapter 5, that beautiful scripture that as the priests... As they were worshipping, he said, and the glory of God filled the temple of... And, you know, Pregnant Hagen and all of they prophesied of these things. And they saw bits and pieces of it in the 30s and 40s, but not the full thing. The hour is coming and now is. Where the, the church that is the full temple that is built, the glory of God will enter the church. Even unbelievers will see it. I'll tell you three levels of the glory. I want to preach that on another day, but I just mentioned it to you now. I would say tangible glory, manifest glory, visible glory. 30, 60, and 400. Tangible is what I told you the morning. Whenever I worship God, I get a tangible glory. We had it today. It's just tangible. You can feel it like a Christian here. You feel it in your hand. Then you move to another level. The visible glory, like raising Lazarus from the dead. Everybody will see. Then there is the, sorry, the manifest glory. Then there is the visible glory where the glory cloud 
just like in the Old Testament, we'll fill a church like Scripture Pastoral. Like this. We'll be here in church. This after the church. Has, so it's going to be 2025 to 2032. In, you know, during that time. You know, after that, 2032, 33. So stay alive. Oh. So you can enjoy all of these things. Yeah. Well, well, like, for example, when the glory hits the choir like this, we who are standing here won't see them. Oh, we just see the cloud. We'll be hearing their voice, but you won't see them. And anybody in the choir, like Pastor Andrew, who wants to come here, won't be able to come here. The, the glory will knock him down. And anybody from here who wants to go there, he won't be able to get there. The glory will keep shut him out. The glory of God is coming. But it's coming to the temple. Not to the tabernacle. After the completion of the temple in about 2032, again, these are not exact dates. They are uh, approximate prophetic shadows. Then we're going to have, with that glory of the temple, um, we now send out people to all nations of the earth. We'll have the money. This church will be the richest thing on the earth. Wisdom, power. This time, all the persecution that we experienced during 2025, 2022 would have been overcome. We'll be hated of all nations, but then we'll overcome all of them. Like Shidrach, Meshach, and Abednego overcame the furnace of fire. 2032 to about 2046, about again, about, we don't, then we'll put, get disciples from every nation, about 14 years, two, seven times two, seven is completion, two is witness. Complete, the witness of the completion of the discipleship of the nations. About 14 years. Maybe a little bit longer, maybe a little shorter. I don't know. When the time comes, we'll know. You know. But it'll, be, it'll probably be about that. You know. Now take us to 2046. Once that is completed, Jesus can return anytime. I'm talking about rapture now. The rapture of the man-child church. About. We don't know the exact. Again, it fits this pattern. Because if you see the other two shadows... The first one was 20, 1948. The second one was 995. So 2046 is reasonable. You understand? Between 2015. But again, it's when the time comes, we will know. We, nobody knows exactly, exactly until when the time comes. And once that is over, then there will be the tribulation, seven years, then just return physically, and then the end will close. Therefore now, God is telling us, thank you, Jesus, a few more minutes, God is telling us how we are going to have, we need the restoration of the gifts of the Spirit. As this, as we are perfecting, ending this season of ingathering of the fruit. 24, 2024 into 2025, this kind of time, there's going to be a restoration of the gifts of the Holy Spirit in their purity and in their power because... The church will now be going back. It's by the most um, walking in the most excellent way. 2024, the Bible says, everybody goes to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. This is the good news. God is going to restore the purity and the power of the gifts of the Holy Spirit in this year, 2024, and onwards to prepare us for the imminent manifestation of the glory of God from about 2025 onwards, as, I put all this in capital, 
we get back on the more excellent way of love. The only way we're going to get those gifts of the Spirit back in their purity and in their power is perfecting the love of God. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Who's still on my side? You can take the chart off now. I'm done with it. This chart will be sent by email, or sorry, by WhatsApp to all the pastors and they will distribute it to all the... That's why you have to belong to a group in this church. If you're not in a group, find a group, you know, and, and, and get into one. If you don't see any of the pastors at the end of the something, they'll plug you into a group if you're not in one already. First Corinthians chapter 12. Who's still on my side? Thank you. I know it's, it's been a lot, you know, but um, I don't have time. I'm moving fast this 2024. We're going to finish the syllabus. Because whether you like it or not, the exam is coming. So I don't have time to spoon feed you. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. But covet earnestly the best gifts. How many people want the best gifts? We did a teaching on this school of ministry. Among the revelation gives the best is word of wisdom. Because if you have word of wisdom, you have a, automatically have word of knowledge and the essence of discernment of spirits. Your ordinary discernment will be as accurate as discernment of spirits. This, among the power gives the best is special faith. Then you will have workings of miracles and automatically you have gifts of healings. Among the, uh, the um, utterance gives the best one is prophecy. Tongues and interpretations are like two five cobbles to make a ten cobble, you know. Or two nickels to make a dime, if you're from America. Okay? So, anyway. So, covet earnestly the best gifts. Yet, let's give Paul a super clap offering somebody. Everybody, a super clap offering for the Apostle Paul. God, put, allow Paul to write this prophetically. So that he knew that the, the time was going to come when we're going to lose those gifts. And they're going to be corrupted. So, he said, I'm going to show you a more excellent way. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 1 to 3. Though I speak, I didn't hear you, with the tongues of men of angels, and I have no charity, I become a what? Sounding brass and a singing. Tongues will lose its effect if you don't walk in love. Though I have the gift of prophecy, and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith, so I could remove matters, and I have no charity, I am nothing. Prophecy, special faith, healing, all becomes ineffective, when there's no love. Can you see the importance of love? That's why the gifts dried up. The church did no longer walk in love. Covetousness and pride of life. So the Holy Spirit withdrew. They're not completely withdrawn. We still have gifts of spirit occasion in some places, but it's not like before. Any of the old timers will tell you. Any of them. Or somebody who'd listen to them like me. Verse 3. Though I bestow, I didn't hear you, all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be born, I have not love you, but even the giving and sowing of seed won't work. The prosperity that we like, it won't work if love is not working. You know, you can sow and sow and sow and sow and sow. It's the man who just be getting the money. <laughs> and they know that, so they don't really care. So long as they get the money, he said, it's not going to profit me anything. We're closing. So, how how many people on my side? Thank you, Jesus. It's one of the most important. 
I, I, actually, I should have said all of this during watch night, but there's no way I could have. So I want to. So the sign. Everybody say this after me. I wrote it down. The Holy Spirit gave it to me. Say the sign. We are prospering more in our souls to the degree that God requires will be manifest, will be a manifestation of more healing, more health, more prosperity through the purity and power of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. The utterance gifts, the revelation gifts, and the power gifts as was seen and better than the church experienced in the revivals of 1900 to 1950 and in the Acts of the Apostles. Stand to your feet. That's what's ahead of us. So this year, clear assignments. Get your soul more prosperous. As you do that, you're going to experience more healing, more prosperity, and more restoration of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. I'm expecting to see more of the revelation gifts, more of the uh, power gifts, more of the utterance gifts. And we're going to see it by the grace and the mercy of God. So we've all got a job to go. Let's close. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We believe these words have empowered you to live a victorious, transcendent life in Christ. Our mission is to equip God's people for service and build up the body of Christ until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. We encourage you to enjoy and share from thousands of resources, including books, sermons, prophecies, and articles available on our website, spcconline.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We believe these words have empowered you to live a victorious, transcendent life in Christ. Our mission is to equip God's people for service and build up the body of Christ until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. We encourage you to enjoy and share from thousands of resources, including books, sermons, prophecies, and articles available on our website, spcconline.org. Thank you, and God bless you.